0: from the american college of financial services it's time for NextGen gen in 10. i'm ross riskin chair of the next gen advisory task force and for the next 10 minutes you'll be joined by our hosts and guests discussing topics relevant to up-and-coming financial advisors
1: hey all it's alana phillips i am continuing the conversation today with akiva ellis financial planner and educator thanks for staying here with us akiva course. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and continue the conversation. Likewise. I know we talked about in a previous episode, some of the work that you were doing around financial literacy for young adults, especially, and that project is called The Bemused. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you are taking the pieces from The Bemused about financial literacy and incorporating that into your practice as a wealth manager? Yes. So it's a very symbiotic
0: relationship, very synergistic relationship between the two entities at this point in my life. And so with the Bemuse, we had started a lot of different activities related to financial literacy. The most prominent one that I use now being the financial literacy course that I created about a year ago and that we've been using there. And so I was able to lean on those skills and those materials and really bring some of that in-house to work with our next-gen clients with regards to financial literacy. And it's been a really
1: great experience so far. Very cool. So what does this financial literacy course look like? So it is essentially a six-week program that goes
0: through many of the financial concepts that young adults especially need to know about through what I call my musical framework for financial success. So we talk about money mindset, understanding your cash flow. So in that section, we talk about taxes and budgeting and all the things that affect the ins and outs of your money. Then we talk about securing your financial foundation, which involves things like saving and debt repayment and estate planning, anything having to do with protecting your income and your assets. Then we, of course, talk about investing because that's important. The C in that framework is credit building, so all things credit. How do we improve our credit scores, protect our credit, check our credit reports, et cetera. And then we also talk about a lot of the things that we go through as young adults. So what are some of those important life events, such as buying your first car or renting your first apartment or buying your first home? Those kinds of things that kind of brings all of the concepts to talk about together in a practical way to navigate these important life events.
1: So as you are working on this and within the the context of Valentine Partners, we're, we're talking about clients here, right? Is this then focused on younger clients, children of clients? Who are you doing this program with?
0: Yeah, so it's primarily our next gens, our G2s, as we call them, the children of our primary clients. So that's usually who's in our program. Usually the ages will range from 18 up to maybe, you know, early 30s. So it's a similar demographic in terms of age to the groups that I'm used to working with outside of Valentine. However, there are unique nuances and needs that this particular group
1: has. So it's been really fun to kind of transfer those skills and use them in new and exciting ways. As you were talking about this, Akiva, I'm thinking about there's this conversation in the industry, right, around... An aging client population and retaining those assets, right? That we know that the numbers, the statistics are, you know, something that 80% of the children of clients will go to another advisor at the point that the parents die. Is this a, a retention play too? I think that's
0: absolutely a part of it. It's a byproduct of it. However, I wouldn't say it's our. Initial target. You know, like really what we want to do is make sure that we have all members of the families that we work with engaged in financial planning, engaged in financial education, right? That's what we specialize in at Valentine. It's multi-generational planning. So we're not just focusing on, you know, the primary wealth generator or inheritor. We are focused on the entire family structure. And so it's just another way for us to engage. It's a way to help the next gens build agency within their own finances, especially in a situation where, you know, they might be coming from money to really feel a sense of ownership and really know how to steward the wealth that they either have or will have at some point in the imminent future. So that's really what what it's about. It's about putting them in the driver's seat and having them have a sense of independence and have them know how to maximize their impact on the
1: world. That's what a lot of them are really looking for. Yeah. It seems so important when you talk about wealth that way in the multi-generational planet like this is a family thing right so much of wealth is familial and there's bad stuff that can happen when it's not talked about within families. so what is the response like from either parents or children of you offering this program
0: the response so far has been really great we actually just finished up our first round of the program and the people who have participated have had really great feedback in terms of the program, it sparked, I've gotten comments from, you know, a parent <laughs> which of a, a next gen in the program, just with their feedback saying, Hey, I heard that, you know, my kid is really enjoying the program. It spurred these conversations about the money that our family has, and now they know how much is in their trust and et cetera, et cetera. So it's it really sparked some great conversations.
1: That's good. So, you, I mean, you mentioned these are children of clients. It sounds like you're dealing with a broad spectrum of issues that could be, I think, an age range here. So, what's the age range of the folks that you are working with?
0: So, primarily as young as 18 and Mm -hmm. as old as early 30s, really, are the people who have been a part of the program. And, you know, one person even commented in the last session, you know, it's amazing how much all of us are getting from this program and we're at different stages within our young adult lives. So I think it has been really good from that perspective that it meets the needs of a bit of a wider young adult
1: audience. I'm going to stop us there and we will be right back after this break. Get best in class preparation for your exam with our CFP certification education program. Start your journey toward this valued designation at theamericancollege.edu slash CFP. Give your clients the retirement security they need with our Retirement Income Certified Professional designation. Visit theamericancollege.edu slash RICP to learn more. We're back and I want to pick up right where we left off. I think I'm sort of of the mind that like the children of ultra high net worth folks, which you mentioned is the demographic that you're working with, like they're going to be fine. You know, what do they possibly need in terms of financial literacy? But it sounds like you do have some very specific issues that you are helping them with. What do they need the most help with? Yeah. And that's something that I hear often, but it's important to note
0: that having money doesn't mean you automatically know how to manage it, right? You have to know how, how to manage it. And the funny part is that many of them don't even know how much money their family truly has Mm. at this stage in the game. Like they might know their family's well-off, but they don't know how well-off their family maybe truly is. And so they really are motivated to, you know, get a job and make their own money and work independently, just like, everyone else, right? And they're also, like I said, looking to maximize their impact on the world. So I would say a lot of the fundamentals are the same. There are a couple of areas in which we put a little bit more emphasis. So for example, learning how to work with professional advisors. It's something that you're probably going to be exposed to from a much earlier age than the general population, right? So how do you properly choose and work with professionals like a financial advisor, an estate attorney, an insurance broker, a CPA, these types of people who will be on your team, as well as estate planning. It might be just a little bit more, not necessarily complicated, but you'll probably be exposed to it a little bit earlier than most people will, so that's another knowledge area that We found a lot of the people who went through this initial program were lacking um, of all the knowledge areas that are out there. So that was a really interesting observation coming out of that as well. So of course, there are a few specific topics that we dive into a little bit more, maybe more nuance in terms of investing options and things like that than maybe the general population. However, a lot of it is really the same. You know, people, it doesn't matter what type of means you come from, there are a lot of common issues just as human beings that we all have to learn and deal with. I find that
1: so fascinating because I think again, there's sort of the stigma like if you have money, it's going to take care of itself. but there's still what we were talking about with you know your money story and and what inspired you to start the bemused is that families just don't talk about money. whether they have it or not, it sounds like that is across the board.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: So Valentine Partners obviously thought that this was important to do. Is this a revenue generating activity? Is this strictly a value add? How does this add to the services that you offer as a firm? So that's a great question. Like I said, we
0: just went through our pilot round, so we did not charge for it. It was existing clients who said, oh, this sounds interesting. I want to be a part of this. And that's how we started it off. So in terms of the future of the program, that's kind of TBD. But for now, it's really just a value add for our existing client base.
1: Yeah, that's excellent. Can you walk us through for the audience, you know, and and thinking about how maybe they could incorporate this sort of programming into their service model? Where could they start or what things could they do to get this off the ground within their own practice?
0: Yeah, so I would say you could do like what Valentine did and find someone who's passionate about this stuff, who's already on your staff to lead the charge and really spread the word and do these kinds of things. Uh, If you don't have someone on your staff currently who's passionate about this stuff or has the, the expertise in this area, you can tap external sources. You can get other financial advisors who are passionate about this or other financial educators who are really into these things. And also what's important, though, in this process is giving them the support and the resources that they need to succeed, whatever that looks like for your firm. I would say that it's always a good idea to survey your target audience. If it's your next-gen clients you're trying to reach, if it is people outside within your community as potentially a lead-generating activity, whatever the objective is for for you. It's always good to survey your target audience and see what type of support that they would appreciate. So that way you can run your ideas by them and then find someone who can fit that that bill and really serve that population
1: in the best capacity. I think that's excellent. I'm anticipating that some of our audience members may have a tough time getting buy-in from the team that they are on or the firm that they're with. Did you have any trouble in getting the buy-in of Ballantyne, or what advice do you have for folks that might run into that issue? So not at all. In fact,
0: they approached me with this idea. They saw what I was doing outside, and they said, hey, what do you think about bringing this in-house? And so that's what really started the conversation. So it's been great in the sense that I've had that support from day one in terms of getting the resources and the support that I needed to successfully start this initiative. However, if, if you're someone who wants to do this, I would say the best thing to do is to find an ally, find someone who is either in leadership or has close access to leadership to the people who can get the doors opened for you and really make the case for why this is important and why you would be a great person to lead the charge on this. Because I know it's really hard kind of screaming at a brick wall is what it feels like sometimes when you're trying to make changes and do innovative things and no one's really listening. So I would say find that person or persons who really would be the best advocates for you.
1: Yeah. Don't try and break down the wall. It's maybe a real testament to partnering with the right people that align with your values and your mission. So that's great. Akiva, as a reminder for our audience, where can they find you online to see more of this content and more of what you're doing? So you can pretty much find me anywhere. I'm a
0: very SEO friendly human (laughs) being. If you type in my first name, I promise you'll find me. If you want to learn more about Valentine Partners, our website's valentinepartners.com. You can go on there and see what we are up to. You can also feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. My name, Akiba Ellis. You'll easily find me there as well.
1: Awesome. You rock, Akiva. Thank you so much for being able to join us and share this information, especially around the importance of financial literacy and how you've incorporated this into your day-to-day as a planner. Thank you so much. This has been really fun.
0: For more episodes, visit our website at theamericancollege.edu slash podcasts. This has been Next Gen in 10, brought to you by the American College of Financial Services.